failing left and right now. And that's on the boiler that did past inspection. Yeah. But that's the oldest boiler. Yeah. It's a 71, the yeah. an 82. Is, uh, uh, so Ty is going to join us here in a minute? Yeah, he's on his way and we're going to uh, tie in Michael Card, Mr. Card and yeah. uh, okay. Jimmy Weaver, which is my regional yeah. director. We're going to tie Michael Card is the big guy that spends all the money. <laughs> <laughs> so we're tying him yeah. into this as well. And, and uh, Jimmy or, or Michael was, I know you mentioned Michael Card before. Right. He's over the project construction, any construction that goes on with Prestige. And he's in Michigan, right? He, he's the man. Gotcha. And Jimmy Weaver's my original director. Okay. You know, he's over this region. So they'll all be in on the conversation when Ty gets in here on this way. Perfect. You guys started the, the big renovation yet? or? Oh, yeah, they're in phase two. They're finishing up phase two today and start phase three Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Tearing out toilets and... Yeah. They're through skimming walls. They're through skimming block walls. Well, they got three left to do on phase four, but other than that, they're through skimming block walls. Oh, that's great. Yes. And now it's just patch a little sheetrock and paint. Yeah. More cosmetic than anything else. It's more cosmetic now, yeah. I'll yeah. just wall skimming over with You got a, some contractors helping you with that, or you guys doing no, a lot of No, they're doing it. <laughs> no, they're doing it. not yeah. you. Well, I still have to make sure the doors are in the eye and eye. Yeah, absolutely. Check if there any problems, I have to call them project manager and get him with his guys and so forth. Good morning, Ty. Hey, guys. How you doing? Tonight? Wonderful. How are you? Good. I'm going to pull this phone over because we're going to patch in. Uh, All right. You want me to move over or something? We'll come right here. Yeah, you're good. Looks like it's been done before. Yeah. Yeah, I told Jimmy you'd call him. Yeah. He'll be on the call. So where's Jimmy out of? Is he out of Tennessee? Okay, that's a big region. That's a big region. Yeah, he's in Tennessee. I guess his uh, that's the whole southeastern region. Is that probably what it is? Yeah. No, he just has the west side of Tennessee, and he oversees us here, Tennessee, and I'm not too sure if he goes by Ohio and. Who's all on your call? You don't have any Michigan facilities or anything like that, do you? No. That you're on those calls with? Hey Mike, it's Ty and, and Alan, and uh, got you here on speaker, and I'm going to patch in Jimmy, okay? All right, very good. All right, because Jimmy wanted to join us as well, so I'm going to patch him in here. Find him. All right, here we go. Hey Jimmy, it's Ty. How are you doing today? Doing great. How you got? Good, good. I'm going to add in Michael here and we'll go ahead and get started here. Hold on a second. Okay. All right, Michael, Jimmy, you both there? All right. All right. Morning. All right, I'm going to let the Alan's here with me, and um, I'm going to let the two gentlemen introduce themselves, and they can tell you what they're seeing about our boilers. Yeah. Uh, good morning. 
My name is Matt Warren, and I'm with uh, A Total Comfort, and I've got Bill Loof here. Bill? Yeah, good morning. My name is Bill Loof, as you just said, Total Comfort Solutions. I'm more of the technical um, representative. I've got over 40 years' experience and a good amount of experience with boilers, too, since I was uh, originally from the New York area. Um, so to get started, to make sure, I think you all brought it in there, one of the things I wanted to take a look at and, and understanding the problem, I know we're looking at, you know, thinking about putting a bunch of P-Tacks in and replacing the fan coil units, but the overall problem with doing that is your, your power supply and getting that from the city of uh, Newberry to get enough power in to do that, and that's kind of a costly thing. And at the same time, you have a boiler that's basically been shut down and, you know, approaching fast, cooler weather is going to come. So what do we do? Well, we're really concerned about, you know, the pipes seem to be, or coils seem to be failing and what's going on that way. So what I did before, I said we can do anything or help with that, is I brought in a good friend of mine that does water treatment. And we pulled samples from your two chilled water systems and your two hot water boiler systems. And what we found out is the one uh, boiler that has the, uh, the failure from your insurance company has been shut down is actually the, the water is good on that one. It's not bad. It does need some flushing and some treatment, but it's in pra practically good shape. The problem is over on the other side, the older side that has the, the older boiler and everything else where you've been suffering most of your, and correct me if I'm wrong at any time, Alan, yeah. but the one where you've been suffering most of your water problems and failures that water quality is drastically off. In fact, the, um, on the chill water side, the pH level is running around 4, which is very acidic. And um, when I looked at the, the treatment, the parts per million of copper that's dissolving yeah, and, and iron is quite high to, compared to everything else in your building. So that just leads to what you've been dealing with and what's been going on. So in the meantime, you know, that being, that being said, and looking at where the boiler that we're talking about that is shut down, has to, something has to be done with that. Um, another problem happens in that room is that you got an electrical panel that uh, is actually blocked off with pipes and another machine that, you know, you're basically out of code right now in that room because you don't have the clearance to get to the panel. It's supposed to be three feet. Is that correct? Yeah, three feet is the thing. But... Um, so what I did was, taking it out of the box a little bit, I looked at a, a different brand of boiler, you know, a rate pack boiler. It's a lot smaller where it sits, but so, still has the same um, BTUs because the boiler you have in there right now is a cast iron. This one's an iron and copper um, type thing. It's a lot smaller, same amount of BTUs, but we can really condense the piping, get the piping away from the, the electrical panel and get you back up operational. Now, in the meantime, when we do these things, we got at the same time, I'm going to have my water treatment guy come in here and flush your lines. They can't run and start adding different chemical balances to get your pH levels right, to get the things. Uh, uh, there's a thing called like molybdite you put in there that puts a coating in there that stops the, the reactions from happening and preserves the pipes anymore so it can put a stop gap on what's happening right now so it doesn't get worse. But that, that's step one. Um, th right here, there's a bunch of steps that have to happen. I'm not coming here with the magic wand and say, oh, this is going to solve all your problems. But I think this is step one in many steps. Okay? Does this, does this making sense to you? It is, Bill. This is Mike Carter. Yes. Uh, you are Alan. Yes, sir. That's serving all of Unit 2, which is uh, rooms 20 through 42, to include the dining area and around the nurse's station. And 1, 2, and 3 as well. And 1, 2, and 3 as well. That's right. It's 1, 2, and 3 is on that same system, which I've already replaced the PTAC, put a PTAC in room 2 from that failure. 
I've got another question then, Bill, uh, so that I don't forget. What causes the water to become acidic or go the other way? What's happening to that, that that occurs? And is there some sort of a, maybe I'm getting ahead of us on this, but is there something that we should be doing to um, check water acidity? Yes. Uh, Any time that we've got a boiler system? Yeah, it's something that you should do. See what happens in the confusion about water treatment is most people pay attention to, like, um, water towers, open water systems because you're evaporating so much water and you're putting brand-new water in it all the time. So it, everybody focuses on that. But what happens with your chiller systems, the stuff inside the building, those are called closed water systems. And they don't need as much treatment, but they still need treatment. Like... Someone was very smart. They put, they're kind of, I wouldn't say perfect, but they did put feeders in there to feed chemical. They did put spots in there for you to take water samples, but no one's ever done it. So over time, this is, this is something that's happened over time. So all we're trying to do is take a step back. We'll do the water treatment, you know, get, get you back up. You're not too far gone in some sections. Some sections, we've got to take a little bit different look, but... I think what we can do is right now stop the bleeding and do a good triage on it and get you back back up operational, especially on the boiler side. Okay. Thanks. Um, go ahead and continue on. Thank you. Well, that's the problem. When well, uh, we asked Alan about uh, where was, which side was he having the problems, and he said the cold side. The cold side is... Uh, uh, that's most of the problem. That's where the water's off balance. Uh, that's yeah, where well, the, you see the pH. It's all, right. The pH is even off on the chiller side and on the boiler side. It's still a little bit off on both sides. And I, I attribute that. It depends on the source of the water, where we're getting it from. And it also depends for the age, where it goes through. There's, no, there's nothing magic about it. It just needs to be checked from time to time. Like when you have open systems, you'll have guys come in and do it either monthly or quarterly to do the maintenance. This thing is basically... Um, once the system's good and it's, it's up running, you only have to do a yearly maintenance on checking the water side of it. Now, part of our program that we're putting to you right now is there's going to be four treatments during the year because we just can't blast the system because of the age. You know, you just can't dump a, a ton of chemicals. So we're going we're gonna to flush with city water, add some chemical, come back and test, add some more chemicals. So it's going to be a step-by-step -step process to get you stabilized. Makes sense. So basically, you're going to do a treatment a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is the what is it? What's the cost on the treatment? Uh, the cost of the treatment in the boiler, I just put all together in on one okay. price. All right. So it's you know because it makes no sense to change that and not do the treatments. Gotcha. So I'm in, and I know everybody was well. What's the cost? Okay. <laughs> At the end of the day, I can talk for a half hour about this, this, and that, and it's still well, what what really is the cost of doing this. Does that make sense to everybody? It does, Bill, but you had said that you've got somewhat of a solution for the system that's down. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right now. I think that's the first thing to attack. Talking, yeah. Right, that's what we were just talking about. So right. The system is down. Problem with it. Right. Let's get, let's get that boiler replaced and do the water treatment. For both loops. For both loops. I mean, the total water treatment and the boiler replacement. Okay, that'll be step one. And then I can work closer with Alan to start developing uh, different things we can do with fan coil units, way we can valve off. I've got freezing kits. I've got different things I can put. So there's, you and I can work together as far as developing a better overall picture. But the first triage thing that we really need to do is get that, get that boiler in and get the water treatment done. And I think that's the right way to go. You agree, Alan? Y'all the experts. I'm yeah. just, I, I, but, you, you know, just I just was listening to what you was talking about earlier, and you said the erosion of the copper because of the high pH and alkalinity. Um, what stage is our copper in at this point? Is it able to withstand another five years, six years, that, one year, 30 days, just underground? Right. And that I don't have a solid answer for you, but on the side over here where the boiler is, that's actually in pretty good shape. Because the alkaline, the, the pHs and everything else haven't been off. Right. So I'm not worried so much. What I'm worried about is this other side over here where we go that way. And that's where we seem to be having most of the, 
most of the problems. So that's what I said. You and I working together, I've got a couple of really good piping guys that we maybe come back in here with a different style of pipe. We get little, just so many creative things out there that we work together on there. So but not put it, copper back in, probably. You know, that's no, no. <laughs> no but there's, there's so many different new products and different things out and, there. And the reason I ask because everything's underground and comes in. Yep. Through the walls, so it's a lot of boring that yeah. obviously it's gonna have to happen. Yeah, and but we might be able to get smart. I've got a couple guys I really rely on that we may maybe able, but that's that's why I didn't focus on that yet. I focused on what's the immediate problem. The time's ticking by on us, right? And that's why I did the water testing and everything else. So let's start start with the biggest problem first is getting the boiler operational and getting the water stable. Okay, so the price Bill, to change Bill, the. Bill, Go ahead. Bill, Mike again. For, yeah. for clarity, we can get the boiler replaced and water stable on the system that's down. The system that's up and running is the one with the most water problems that you've got to work out a solution for over time. Right, but also, too, I'm going to stabilize that water, too, on that side, too. Because that's where Alan has had the last five PTACs changed out have been on that cold water side of the system that's up and running right now. And if I lose one more radiator, we're done. Yep. I, I have no electricity. Yep. So, I mean, this is that's an option that somebody's got away is if we do all this treatment on the system that I'm having the most trouble out of and then three weeks from now, a month from now, I lose one or two more. We're yeah. I, something. I yeah. have no electricity. Yeah, and that's you know, what, and that's 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 where we at. Yeah, I don't. I think there's a, a better solution than putting PTAC units in. I, you know, the thing is, PTAC seem easy, but then you got the electrical problems and everything else with it. But uh, I've dealt with so many different. Like um, the ones that had the biggest complaint is uh, we do a bunch of colleges in the area. Mm -hmm. And they at one time decided they were going to go P-Tax and get rid of their fan coil units. The other coming back to me and said, can we do something different than these P-Tax? They're just, they're so ugly. They make so much noise. They're dirty. Everything that comes through them, we need to do something different. So I'm working on different solutions other than P-Tax. I think these fan coils for you guys, you've got the infrastructure. We've got to fix some piping and everything else. But I think you've got a good baseline of stuff. All right, the thing is to address overall so we don't have some of these other issues. My question is, if I lose a fan coil, can y'all replace it in the next 24 hours? I can get, yeah. I can because, find a way to do it. You know, I can get a PTAC put in and, yeah. You well, know, I mean, and that's, why that, I wanted, that's, that's my a, question. And that's one of the things I want to sit down and, and deal with you on is find out where I can get the fan coils because I've got like six or seven different vendors. Okay. And so some are faster than others. So I can get all the dimensions and everything else in there, and I can even get us, depending on size, I can get us a spare one to sit in place while we're dealing with this stuff. And that really sounds like phase two for what we're dealing with right now. Uh, I think yeah, but, you know, it, it, we say phase two, but I'm losing them on the good side. We've right. got to fix the bad side. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. and that's, that's got to be. That's what I'm impressive. losing them on the good side, and that's where I'm yep. looking at. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why first I want to stabilize the water. I gotcha. Okay? Yeah. Let's get the water stabilized so the problem is not compound, compounding upon itself. Gotcha. Okay? So, to the root of your problem is the water. Right. right. Yeah. yeah gotcha. So I want to get that done, and then I want to replace the boiler. So just doing the water treatment, getting water stabilized, and changing up the boiler would cost $38,268. Thirty-eight two sixty-eight though. Yeah. They talk about Again, that was for that was water stabilization and new boiler. Correct. Okay. Is that water stabilization for the whole year for the four treatments? For the whole year for the four treatments. Okay. All systems, Bill. All systems. Okay. You got four and different water systems, systems, so we're addressing all four. Operational that isn't going to go away just because we start 
repairing the water acidity. So I, I would sit here and tell you, he lost five in the last month. There's a good possibility he's going to lose something next month. Yep. You know, damage is done. Fair? Fair. Fair. Yeah. Yep. And that's that, that's why I'm suggesting. I mean, I, I want to handle first the, the 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 number one part because just to go back a little bit, you know, and I think we're all aware of what's going on in the supply chain today and what's available or not. All right, the boiler right here. I've only got a few of them sitting around that I can grab onto. So and winter's coming fast, so the first thing I got to jump on is that. Then I can work with Alan saying whether I can get. New fan coils that make more sense because I got the freeze things and everything else to help them out on the side that the damage is already done and help them with that. But this is the immediate problem on the boiler that we've got to attack first. And this solution is sitting in stock, for what you understand. Right now it's in stock. I can't, this is the way the supply chain goes. As of this week, it's sitting in stock, which is why you picked it. Yeah. (laughs) This is what's available, but I can just walk, I can turn around tomorrow and say it's gone and I have to. Regroup, and you did say at the beginning yeah. that that ray pack unit, that ray pack boiler, will fit in the existing. Room. Yeah, it's a lot smaller. smaller. But okay. we also got to add the factor into the cost of moving all the electrical to the outside. You won't have to move no. the electrical to the outside because we this, won't because he's got the because it's so right. smaller. Yeah. So you're not going to touch the chiller pipe that's in no. front of it. I'm, well, that's that's another phase forward. But, but what I'm saying, yeah. I've already been told it, we're grandfathered in on that chiller yeah. pipe. Right. If we cut any piece of it, right, then the electrical has got to right. be moved at that We're not going to cut any piece of the chiller pipe right okay. now. Okay. Now, I would make a suggestion to you, and I'm not trying to cloud this thing over, but the next thing I would do in that room, because of the age of that chiller, I would take that chiller, and I would put just an air-cooled chiller like you have on the other side, because mm-hmm. it's got the same footprint. And now you have a really good, clean mechanical room. You just have the blower and the one air handler in there, and you have a lot more room. That would be my next step. But that's not pressing because that's not stopping you now. It's operational. It's got an old compressor sitting out there or anything else, but that's not your biggest issue. Right. And so the, the nice thing is that when we change the boiler out, we'll be in code. Sounds good. Yeah. A new pump. Well, let me see me waver. I got a question now. People have told us in the past they were concerned about the underground piping and stuff. So, what what's going to be our step if we start the water treatment and we see that this the piping is is not going to be able to hold up to it? That's a that's a good fair question, and um, the best I can say is I feel like the side where we because of the water numbers. The side that we're talking about putting the boiler in on that side right there, I don't think you have a major problem with that pipe on that side. Where I think you really have the problems with the pipes eroding and everything else is on this other side. And what I'll have to do is actually, as I told Alan, I'm going to probably bring a couple other contractors up with us and find out what's better, you know, dragging a new electrical system in there or uh, finding I got a different style of pipe I probably can use and everything else and, and do it that way. And also get him uh, some pricing on some new fan coil units where we need them, so we can respond quickly enough to do it. Or can we, or can I just replace coils in the fan coil itself and, and like re- revitalize those fan coils? So that's something I haven't worked out all the answers yet for. I've only worked out first what, what what's immediate. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that what's the water where it's bad is like. It's like an immediate need as well. I mean, it's, I mean, they're both, they're both, they're both, equal, crit- they're both uh, yeah. e- equally critical. And so at this point, yeah, yeah, I mean, because if, you know, we put start the water treatment and, you know, then we have two or three more fail, then we're, we, we got a pro- power problem. So we really definitely need to be, have something in place, a plan in place, what we're going to do when that happens. Well, I perfectly agree. I said that just as I was saying, that would be my okay. my next step working together with you. I think to have a contingency plan for that. I mean, with the acidity level of, of four, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, we don't know what the copper pipes are like, yeah. and but well, we don't. I know can it. tell you from the ones yeah. I pulled out. Yeah, they're thin. They're paper thin. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense because of what's in yeah. there. So, yeah. but to that's our. Stop the problem. Stop yeah. the bleeding, as they say. Stop the bleeding. Got to fix the 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 four. 
I just don't have the. It's. Uh, I hate to make an excuse, but it's been a hundred degrees and everything else, and I'm an air conditioning guy. <laughs> and so some days I'm, you know, I've got things going on, and say, okay, I'm taking care. I'm putting my attention on the most egregious things first. And, you know, and from my 20,000 foot, you know, level of, of understanding here, that's why I keep going back. Let's take care of the boiler. Let's stabilize the water. I'll work with Alan or whoever Alan wants me to work with. And we'll start working out a plan with contingencies. That's the next step to take care of the other issues. Part of, you know, total comfort, what we are is we, you know, we're not a construction company. We just don't come in here, bang, here's the whole thing, and then walk away. And after a year, you know, it's your problem. Uh, we partner with our customers with solutions that make sense over the long run and also makes good financial sense where it works out better. So that's, our, that's how we come to market, and that's what we do. So, um, Bill, yeah. Bill, could you expand on that? Total Comfort provides licensed engineering with a stamp for permitting and solicits to contractors. No. Do you have in-house staff that completes the work? No. We, we are a, first of all, we are a service company. We are a pure service and everything else. We have a lot of other our competitors that are service and construction or just plain construction. We're, we're a service solution provider. We provide in-house so the, the solution and then self-perform it. There are some small things that we do subcontract out, whether it's electrical or certain piping uh, processes. But for like a boiler change out, we do that all on our own. That's why I have 40 years experience, mostly a lot with boilers and everything else, of designing and putting in things like there, where we don't have to go out for a permit to get a stamp. Well, let's talk about that for a minute, because depending on where, I mean, first thing I start thinking about is state permitting, um, because we're, I like keeping things in the service world, because I hate going down that road. Yeah. If we get into something where we're changing boilers, do you not need a boiler inspection and a state license to do that? We do have, we actually do have a, a one of our technicians, and actually our service manager, has his boiler license. So we're covered under his boiler license. We also have a state mechanical license. And so we're totally covered for filing any permits, state-wise or local-wise, that we need to fill out for. Do they require any engineer, true engineered drawings when you go to do a boiler change-out like this? No. State or local? No, not at all. Okay. Um... We definitely got to take care of that boiler that's Dino. that's down because that's failed inspection. And for us to get past inspection, we've got to we've got to get that fixed or do something. <laughs> and that this is also going to not have to require you to get the big transformer, uh, which is also needs to be factored at, at this point. At this point, it also needs to be factored in. This, this, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is not re requiring the transformer and the big expense of of, of dealing with Newberry, Newberry Electric on all of that. Providing that y'all can get us enough, right? We got enough right. fans to replace all that yeah. we. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can get them. All that we have, and right. and it, the. Piping and all yeah. that, y'all can y'all can use the existing yeah. electricity that's yeah. there. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm not sure what the quote you got on the transformer was, but that I'm sure it's <laughs> way up there. Um, existing boiler goes away, Matt and Bill. New boiler kind of goes in its footprint, but it's smaller. Yeah, the power that's Supporting the existing boiler is probably more than adequate for the new boiler. Uh, venting stays the same. Yep, it's an atmospheric boiler, so the venting stays the same. You got B vent there, so uh, what they do, so th there's no big issue right there. We have to be very careful with venting. Some older, they got old uh, chimneys. Uh, 
brick chimneys that are not lined and everything else, and we would have a problem. But this is a straight B vent all the way up, so that's well within today's code. Yep. Um, schedules are always difficult, but this is something that we can have corrected between now and the first of October. Without a doubt, if we move, but we have to move now. we could do is if we have more and more uh, failures here within the building without adding power is you know get through the refurb that we got going on here in the building and we could utilize unit three back there and it holds only 20 you know, yeah it's just got 20 beds so you could move it but then you know it's going to be a little bit of a staffing situation where you're going to run your staffing ppd up because you're trying to maintain that extra unit my, but my the system that's down has got residents are in those rooms currently we just got a problem coming well yeah the, yeah the sit because it's it's operating on the on the chiller it's just it's not operating right. on the on the yep. heat side yep okay yeah um, yeah so residents are currently there but where you're, you're going to run into to a problem is you know, if you start getting some cool days in September, October, when it gets challenging, and that's always been a challenge for us here, is because you either you know you either run hot or cold. So, and that's always been a complaint year after year. And uh, we typically will send out letters sometimes and notifications to families and residents to remind them that's you know it's a little bit hard because we got to flip back and forth during the fall and spring drives Alan nuts. Yep. yep. By the time you get um, the water hot, then it's hot in the day. And they want to go right back to the cold, cold and it doesn't work like an air condition like they're used to. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Gas, sir, existing gas service, I assume is then probably more than adequate as well, Matt and Bill? Yes, it is quite, quite adequate. Because it's still, it's a 400,000 BTU unit. You're going back with the 400,000, so you got enough gas going in there. Yeah, that's in place as we speak. That's already, I think, the CEO has been approved on that time. For the what? For okay. the O2 monitor. No, I haven't submitted the O2 okay. monitors because I didn't know if we were going to need it. And I didn't want to go down the route of having to install them if we didn't need to. If we stay with gas, we're going to have to right. install them regardless. And he, and he told you they had to be hardwired in, right? Yes, they have to buy new codes. They have to be hardwired in to a monitoring station at either they, uh, they came the same inspector or the same company came to West Tennessee and, and told us to just install the battery operated monitor <laughs> and see I, that's Chubb and I don't know if the regulations in South Carolina are different than they are in Tennessee you know you go back to Chubb again well that would be a good question to go back to that inspector and verify that is that a requirement in South Carolina? Is that, a, South, or yeah, is that a state requirement or is that, you know. Where'd it come from? Yeah. Because you did it one, you know, you got one facility, you're doing it this way, and another facility, you're doing it this way. I think that's a fair question uh, to Chubb and their inspector. Uh, 
Hey, Dallin, if you've got that inspector, I know you said if you send me that inspector's name, I've got the Chubb inspector that came to my Tennessee building, and I'll, uh, I'll ask him that question. Okay. Yeah, because I got that paperwork, or you may even have it, I don't know. But yeah, the, if you sent it to me, I just thought you might have the card there handy. No, no, his name is on that paperwork for Chubb. Okay. Yeah, yeah. because it'd be a whole lot easier to go to a battery-operated. <laughs> yeah, we already got them. Yeah. We already got the bad ones. He just said that uh, to get the code, we had to put in the others. And I would think, you know, you South know. Carolina always seems more lax to me than some of the other states. Uh, no offense to South Carolina, because I think it's a fine state, but this, uh... <laughs> hey, I love South Carolina. I, I sell air conditioning for a living. I can't think of a better place to live. <laughs> Matt and Bill, is there anything that we should talk about here where a sensor would do an auto shutdown, or do we just, is there only one option here? We just have remote. You just do your other option. You got enough safeties on this boiler I got to put on there to pass inspection. You don't need that. I've got to put low water cutoffs, high temperature cutouts, and everything else on it for it to meet your inspe uh, insurance inspectors. And one thing, Mike. Understand. Sorry. I my, my question is, if we've got an O2 sensor that sets off, is there something that, that Raypack provides that will do an auto shutdown on the void? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can tie it in easy. So, so should we be talking, Ty, should we be talking a little more to Matt and Bill about something they can provide rather than what you've got on a potential CER? Um, let me just make a point to you this way. I'd rather you have your own O2 sensors and you just have two connection points on it because we try to stay away from life safety things in, in our in our industry. But we can have a tie-in. That's what we do with a lot of smoke detectors and everything else. We'll tie into the smoke detector for where they tell us to land the wires to shut the unit down, everything else. So we'd rather have you supply your own detectors. Fair, fair enough. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And see, so, so if we did that, we'd have to hardwire them in so that we, it'd be, yeah. Right, right, okay. right. And we got to have them... According to Chubb, where we got our tankless hot water heaters, that's gas as well. Anywhere we got gas, we got to have the COs, according to Chubb. Matt or Bill? Yeah? How in tune with, uh, with the South Carolina code and maybe CMS are you that you know, sometimes you get a, an insurance inspector that just has his standard. Yep. Is it indeed a requirement for South Carolina? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not a bad idea. Yep. I guess I'm going to just leave it at that. It's, I'm so used to... But that, that protection is probably good whether it's required by code or not. Right. Uh, the thing is, is like different, you know... I could put a boiler in in a residential or an office building situation and be up to code as far as the code says I have, but it depends on how you're insured and who's underwriting your insurance. And the underwriter for your insurance to get you that right rate requires you to have this safety and this safety and that safety in. So we have to turn around and put it in there. The biggest thing that's happened in boiler code or anything that has a boiler code that's happened in South Carolina is that you have to have an emergency set-off switch by all the exit doors, and it's got to be clearly marked. So, I mean, that's different, but the insurance inspectors always look for, make sure you have a low water cutoff and a high-temperature manual reset. Shut off at the mechanical room doors. Yeah. Okay. Just for clarity. That makes sense. Yeah. Mechanical yeah. Room yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, if there's like two doors to go in the mechanical room, you have to have two shutoffs. It's got to be each, a, each one. Each one has more. From a timeline standpoint, it, it seems to me like we need to, to stop the bleeding with the four, uh, the four uh, acidity with the water sample and try to get the boiler on order so it's reserved if there's something that you that you guys are looking to move forward with but uh. i would be lucky this is mike again uh matt so yes uh alan or ty would need that proposal 
or maybe you have one with you. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the proposal. As soon as I get out of here, I'll I'll scan it and email it to both of you. Because then that will. Uh, time is probably good here, Ty. I've got a call with Craig and Bob Monday night. Okay. Um, relative to these kinds of things, so this will be one of the subjects. Okay. Uh, yeah, and and then. You know, beyond those on this phone, um, Bill and Matt, the urgency will get expressed Monday night, and I think we can probably get an answer for you guys next week. Good. Um, yeah. If you have an inclination, I might be able to. Here's how it is. Even if you give me an email, hey, we're processing, and I know some people, like, they take a week to generate a PO number or anything else. Is it? But if you give me an email saying this has been approved at board level and we are processing the PO right now, I can go back to my vendor and say, I'm going to give you the order on this to, to hold it. It's just the world we live in today. I've got to really be able to uh, – I, I dance all the time, it seems, lately. <laughs> I, I tell you, I got an air conditioning unit I ordered for another customer. I ordered it January 16th, and I finally received it two weeks ago. Wow. We don't want you guys to be in that issue. Um, yeah. 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 I, uh, I'm thinking I drop a note to Bob today. I could probably get that answer for Matt and Bill today. Okay. Okay. It's perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll scan this and get it to you guys right away here. And and I just want to ask from a maintenance standpoint, if I have one to go out Saturday night at 2 a.m. and it's 20 degrees, do y'all have somebody that can take, come? Yes, we, as I say, and, we, and are a service, we are a service company, okay. and we have 24-hour service. We have a real good system for you to pick up and people come out. We also have over 23 technicians. All right, so we have the availability that say, oh, we're overloaded, we can come out, we can meet. We're in Newbury every day. Yeah, I generally have a Newbury three technicians in Newbury Thank every you. day. Thank so, you. Newbury College, Komatsu, um, oh, yeah. Koyo, <laughs> so. Kisswire. Kisswire, that, yeah. that's the one I was thinking. Yeah. And we do a bunch of work in yeah, Newbury College, it says that too. So we're here at your disposal, Alan. Okay. Thank you. All right, gentlemen. Okay. Right. In addition to this proposal, then we'll just have some minor electrical um, needs, correct? Yeah, I, but that's minor, and that falls in the scope of our work. We will be able to reconnect and connect the electrical that's there because it's just a pump and the boiler circuit. Uh, it's very minor, 115-volt stuff. So That's included. That's, in the that's included in, in the cost of the contract. Very good. Um. It's a turn. Otherwise, it's a turnkey job. I'm not going to surprise you. What kind of warranty? What's the life expectancy of that rate pack? The rate pack boilers uh, generally. I know a bunch of them. I've installed them for years. It, generally, Azrae says it should be 15 to 20 years. We'll all be retired. Going to change direction. I think that we're on the right page here, guys. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, no doubt. I think so. Matt and Bill, just total comfort. Have a problem with any of their staff working inside of skilled nursing in our COVID regs? No, not at all. Because guess what? A major part of our familiar about working in different areas, putting it up. We've also uh, familiar about like how you seal off a room and do that whole thing that we have to do at the hospitals, the uh, pressure blowers, everything else. So uh, you don't have to do it here, but we have the, the skill set. Okay. Um, Matt, you have any questions? Yeah. I was excited. I told Alan yesterday what I confirmed today. I said, I'm, I'm really excited about the solution that we get. 
are bringing to the table. I think it it makes sense and it's a great first step. So. One thing I can see on here, Michael and, and Jimmy, is, ba is Michael, back to your question about the warranty. I think I would want to see what the actual warranty is on that rate pack. Cause there's nothing listed on the, on. The I would be glad to email you okay. a warranty statement on that. That'd be cool. That'd be good. Our standard warranty on everything we do is one year parts and labor. Okay. I think what they do is on the main heat exchanger of that, yeah. there was going to be a larger uh, warranty on okay. there. And so I try to remember. It depends on the application. Um, it talks about the thermal shock proof. There's a limited 25-year thermal shock, shock warranty. Right. Yeah. So, that, yeah. That's basically along the, the line yeah. that way. I mean, what they have to do is make sure that if it's being used in a process, because I can use these things in a process, or use them for domestic water heating, or am I using them for just regular things? Right. It changes how the warranty goes and how you're using it. Just like commercial XVAC, you yeah. got a year period. Don't yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, guys, I got a question about the rate pack. I, I, uh, the only failure I've seen them is where they weren't serviced correctly, you know, like they should be, and then yeah. cleaned and so forth. Is that something that you guys offer after? The, yeah, after, the after it's all done. We're about maintenance. We're about supporting you. Um, after everything's done and everything's working for us, we'll put together a program, a maintenance program for it. Because you're right. They have to be serviced properly. We're just dealing with a, another um, nursing-type situation, another building in, in Columbia. And they've got another type of boiler. And it has to get every year for it to work right a special um, PM parts packet. If you don't put it's this PM parts packet, the kit it's in kit, there, yeah. you start getting all these flame failures and other breakdowns. And it came, uh, because we have the experience with these type of boilers that we use all over Columbia College and Columbia International University, they use the same boilers. We have the experience of being able to say, this is the kit you need to keep it up and running. And they're all critical areas. So we're, we're quite familiar with what needs to be done on these type of units. Okay. As, as far as the rate pack goes, it's obviously sounds like it's available. And uh, Matt and Bill, you've used rate packs many times. It sounds. Should we be considering anything else, even though it may be longer in... Um, I think this is basically... Is there a better product that might cost to have a premium point for, for purchase that we should talk about? Or you guys are as comfortable as you would be with anything else? I'm comfortable with this one because of its footprint. There are other different choices. I got four different choices I can look at. And that's what I do. I look at different choices when I'm looking at. This one actually fits the best out of it and it is available. Um, in the case that things go bad and I have to like all of a sudden find a different answer, I'm quite easy to find different answers. I just suggest this one the most to you. I've used a lot of Raypack in the bat. In the past, it's a quite very common unit. It's easy to get parts for. So I, I also look, you know, what can we service? What can we get parts for? You know, I'm not buying something that comes from Europe. You know, it, it, it's, a good, it's a good match for what you want to do. Okay. And question answered. Thank you. The constraints being the BTUs, the size of the space, and the availability. As far as that water sample go, wow. this is like, uh, not the water sample, but the water treatment, it sounds to me like this is what you do to keep the arteries flowing <laughs> so it doesn't break down even further and have a heart attack. You know, this is, this is what keeps those clogged arteries from happening. No. You and I work together on this other side. That's, that's the next step. We, we're going to be spending some time together, Alan. That's the two-step together, yeah. yes. Yeah. It sounds like, what do you think the next steps are, Ty? Well, I'm going to... Yeah, we'll just, we just need to... We'll, we'll talk about it offline, and yeah. uh, we'll... Could possibly yeah. have an answer back to you as early as today. Okay. So sounds we'll good. do that. I will get back to my office, and I will get you a warranty statement. Okay from them and I'll, I'll make a couple calls right now as I leave okay, and I'll get that to you. Card, so you got my email that would be great. Okay. Perfect. All right, All right. Mike, Jimmy, any more that y'all want to? No, one question I got, I just need to know when the company shrimp bowl is. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like the idea of that. <laughs> That'd be worth the drive from Tennessee, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. They both got on fancy shirts in here with their uh, logo on it. So, uh... <laughs> might get you a shirt, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even a hat. <laughs> Just get one at 10th. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll let, we'll let y'all go. Uh, I'll get this scanned and sent to you in about five minutes here so they get back to my office. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Thanks Thank y'all. Yep. All right. It's warm in here. I think we need to turn the air on in. Yeah. It won't come on. Oh, it won't. No. It's done. <laughs> the other day it was colder and all. Yeah, yeah and that won't come on at all. Well, that's, that's the solution problem. Yeah. From this point on, it's a solution problem. I can at least say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think we can do good by you and really help yeah. you out. And because we've got some units in there, and I'm just going to tell you straight up, we've got some units in there that the valves and stuff have been stripped, the wires have been stripped, the hot and cold run at the same time. I mean, if the boiler's on its own, yeah. Okay. As long as the pump ain't running, the water ain't flowing. But there's no way to shut the valve off at the unit and say you're just in heat. You're just in cool. Right. And that's another. That's now we do have thermostats in some of the rooms. We right. have thermostats on the wall. Yeah. You know. But up here we do not have thermostats and on the wall. But on unit two, they're all thermostatically controlled. I've got some retrofit kits. Right. For this type of problem that you're having. Right. So okay. that's that's another part of the thing, getting involved in everything else for you. Ty, thanks, right, thanks for your thanks, time. Man. Yeah, thank yes, you. sir. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not us. Yeah, no, it was uh, when you called you're the first time I spoke to you, I thought, where you been all this time? I was like, we've been, Alan's been trying to get hold of companies right. after company. Gosh, <laughs> for, yeah, since last like, year. He said, yeah. you're here to fix the boilers? I said, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I spent my whole career doing boilers. Yeah. Bill, Matt, thank you. Yeah, yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, you'll hear you'll hear back from us. Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Thanks, Al. Yes, sir. See my style? How it's different? You, you're, you did beautiful, Bill. Oh, I love your style. I love your style. So glad you so glad you came. <laughs> so glad you were able to field all the questions. But we did provide an excellent solution. I feel really good about it. It's a very good solution. All right, buddy. It's step one. This could be. There's a lot of steps. It's step one. But they earn their trust by solving the most important. Earn their trust by solving the most important one. That's the, that's the way to go. All right, buddy. I'm gonna head head back. I am too. Thanks. I gotta make some phone calls. See you later. All right.